there's Lemieux. The center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux! Talking hockey fans, it is uh, co-host Randy here. Co-host Tom has been on the road for a few days, so I'm uh, keeping both seats warm this week. Uh, got some special things coming up this episode. Got a little bit of um, music, a little bit of Jets talk, and a little bit of and a, actually a, a great interview with Name Cardinal, uh, one of the key pieces behind uh, the Upper Deck First People's Rookie Card set. So I had a great chat with him a couple days ago. We'll go into... Uh, a ton of depth uh, about the hockey card set and a cool little story with uh, Ken Reed uh, tied in as well. But first, I'm going to just get right to it. Uh, I've been listening to this uh, brand new band. Well, brand new to me. Maybe they're they're a little older. Actually, I think they've been around for a few years. But uh, I've been listening to this band called Grade 2. Uh, I came across them because Tim Armstrong and Jesse Michaels co-wrote some songs for their previous record. Um, but this song, uh, on, on their self-titled record, Fast Pace, it's been, um, you know, it's been on repeat for me the last few days for sure. Fast Pace, uh, just like the hockey we're seeing these days, all these teams are getting ramped up for the playoffs. Uh, I watched a great game last night, Colorado versus Anaheim. Avs coming back with the big victory to, you know, seal, um, you know, maybe their fate for, uh, clinching the central division. Uh, a, a, the same central division that the Winnipeg Jets were once leading uh, and they're going up against the San Jose Sharks tonight so that should be a good one I got a little song paying tribute to the Winnipeg Jets later this episode but uh, let's just get right into it here's Fast Pace by Grade 2 <laughs>
Fast Pace by Grade 2. Go check them out. Uh, perfect example of, uh, I guess you could say, a little bit of rancid, a little bit of bouncing souls, and I, you know, a touch of hives in there maybe as well. Moving forward, uh, you know, we've kind of shared some outdoor hockey club stuff with, with the listeners over the past few months uh, as I've been working on that project, along with uh, doing these Talking Hockey episodes. Uh, over the past few months, I've traveled to Yukon and Saskatchewan, places around Manitoba, Ontario, uh, learning some great hockey, outdoor hockey stories, meeting some great people. Uh, basically, um, it's been a great winter and uh, great things to come with that series. But I wanted to play uh, the Outdoor Hockey Club trailer for you. Basically, this is a little glimpse of, of all the stories, uh, all the people that I met, um, and actually... Previous talking hockey guest Sheldon Burney uh, collaborated with me uh, writing some words for this thing. Uh, you know, a little bit of outdoor hockey poetry, we could maybe say. But uh, yeah, look back in the archives for our great chat with Sheldon Burney, uh, general manager of the Lumbercats and uh, a great all around guy. Uh, so here it is. Here's the Outdoor Hockey Club trailer. In the depth of winter, when the days grow long and the weeks grind on, the ice becomes a sanctuary. The net is there! There are the early risers. I get up at four to stoke the fire. Just become a way of life. Yeah. If I don't do the rink, I don't feel right. And the ones who stay late. This is like my uh, fortress of solitude. To be down here on some nights, no phones, no technology, quiet, out in nature, on a nice clear night. But the common thread is a love for the game, passed on through the generations. When I was little, my mother used to go out in the evenings and uh, flood a rink for me, and she spent a lot of hours out there doing that. and. Uh, I guess that's kind of where I felt I should give back. From the neighborhood rink to any patch of ice cleared of snow. 
pucks are passed among friends and complete strangers become teammates. There are no tryouts or time clocks. There's just these incredible women who just want you to be better and to want you to have a good time. There's nothing quite like it. There's something different about outdoor skating and hockey. It's just, you know, it's Canadian, right? It's kind of what Canadians are all about. Nothing quite so. There's something about it, like just being out in the elements, like there's nothing better than playing uh, game of hockey when the sun actually feels a little bit warm on you but it's still nice and cold outside and the ice is nice it just kind of is more gratifying when you get to enjoy that we do like skating together because it means a lot to me and my dad because we teach each other something new every day and it gives us the opportunity for freedom and when you have fun, that's all that matters. We are all members in good standing of the Outdoor Hockey Club. All right, that was the Outdoor Hockey Club trailer. Thanks again to Sheldon Burney, former guest of Talking Hockey, uh, general manager of the Lumbercats, all-around great guy. Thanks again, Sheldon, for writing those inspiring words about outdoor hockey. Been sitting on those words for, I think, about two years Finally put them to good use in this trailer. Uh, another aspect to Outdoor Haiku Cup to share, uh, all season I've been using uh, some music from a local artist, and the theme song for the series is a song called You Are a Ghost by Rusty Robot. I remember hearing this song, I think maybe four or five months ago, uh, connected with Rusty. Uh, actually, I uh, was on a shoot with him on a JP Ho music video. Uh, and just kind of hit it off. I kind of told him what I was doing and we kind of made the deal. And so for every episode, you'll hear this song, You Are a Ghost by Rusty Robot to kick off every episode. Just something about this song makes me feel good inside. I don't know if it's the synths uh, or the um, distorted guitars, a little bit of Weezer sounding going on, but all around great song. Uh, so yeah, here it is. You Are a Ghost by Rusty Robot. Okay. 
Okay, joining me now is Name Cardinal. Uh, name, you're in uh, Penticton, or where are you again? I'm in Kelowna. Kelowna, that's right. I got that mixed yeah. up last time. I thought I was, <laughs> yeah. good thing I got on the right plane when I came and saw you there back in uh, November, I think that was. Yeah, but anyways, bad if you went to Penticton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would have had uh, nothing to shoot with, uh, back then. <laughs> yeah. um, so long story short, um, Name and I have known each other for roughly a year, and yeah, I, yep. I met, or we kind of crossed paths because of my work on APTN's Hockey and Cree, and and name, uh, you were, I guess, an avid follower, an avid watcher, and we kind of connected after that. So uh, let's just jump right into it. Name, uh, January 21st, 2023 was, was a big day for you. Uh, can you tell me why? Yeah, well, uh, Upper Deck released the first people's rookie cards uh, in January, and that was uh, yeah, a project that uh, I uh, worked with uh, a few others on, uh, along with Upper Deck, for uh, over two years, and it was a pretty huge day for us when the, the cards got released. So, so uh, you know, a lot of the listeners won't know what the set was. Just kind of go over uh, what was the set, um, what who was in it, and and what did it focus on? So the the set is an eight card set. Uh, and the, the focus of the set is um, to create rookie cards for uh, players who have been in the NHL who have who are of indigenous descent and have never appeared on an NHL license before. Uh, sorry, NHL license hockey card before. So this was these were all rookie cards. So the card set goes all the way back to the 1940s uh, until the 1990s. And every every player uh, in the set, is, this is their very first NHL licensed hockey card um, and included uh, Dan Frawley, uh, Jason Simon, Danny Hodgson, um, uh, testing my memory here, Johnny Harms, uh, <laughs> Ted, Ted Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ted Nolan. Uh, Trache, Rocky Trache. Yeah, Rocky Trache. Uh, McCurdy. Yep, Vic Mercury and um, I am uh, one more. Really drawing a blank here. Uh, I'm totally drawing a blank. It's, we'll 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 get to that in a second. Yep. But okay. so ba basically, um, you know, it was through your experience as being a hockey card collector that that kind of got you into the mix of of I guess kind of researching and and um kind of going through the archives of 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 finding uh which players should be featured in this set just kind of take me back to like how does how does someone get an opportunity to basically cu almost curate a, a set of hockey cards well i've i've been collecting hockey cards for a long time and i've been focusing on um collecting one rookie card of every uh, indigenous player who's played one regular season game in the NHL um, and and has a hockey card. So um, there were a number of players that I've you know put together over the years in my collection um, who have never appeared on an NHL hockey card before. So um, in in hearing that uh, there was someone from Upper Deck um, who brought this forward with an idea to create rookie cards for them because obviously I've over the years and in, in putting my collection together, I've had to find hockey cards of these players um, to be in my collection that come from 
uh, other steps. So they might be junior cards uh, or they might um, might be cards from their minor pro days or, or even um, European pro, uh, pro hockey cards. So uh, it's been something I've been working on for almost a, a decade now and uh, put a lot of time in, in research into finding out who the players are, finding out what their, um, what their background is and just finding what hockey cards they're on. Um, was all a challenge in in itself. Yeah, Bill Kane was the guy that we missed. Yeah, yeah, totally, um, yeah, totally. My bad. All good. Yeah. Uh, so so basically, um, you know, through collecting, um, kind of creating your own collection of 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 uh, indigenous rookie cards, you kind of found out which players didn't have an official card like i guess kind of through that process um so obviously there's more to that and i know this from our previous interview from when i did the story on you for aptn um that like not all these players or i guess you know there was difficulty like finding uh photos of some of these players or i guess also uh if if you were even able to even license that photo or or that sort of thing like so when you were kind of going through this process you know, are there a couple challenges that you kind of came across that, you know, like kind of uh, caused you to maybe, you know, go in a different direction or, or have to like kind of source uh, another option or, or anything like that? Yeah, there were definitely challenges. Um, like you said, there there's um, some difficulty in being able to find uh, photographs that you can use for hockey cards. Um, I've learned a ton of... Um, as being a part of this process about what goes into um, making hockey cards and um, a lot of things I never knew about before. So I definitely appreciate that part of it. Um, but there were, there was, uh, I know there was a lot of um, searching going on uh, and it was mostly on the part of Upper Deck who were, who were looking for the, the photographs of the players and um, being able to, um, to license those photos to um, to use on on the hockey cards um, is, is a process and a challenge too, and and a lot of um, time and, and research goes into um, how that can be done. So um, that that was also a determinant of of what players to include in in the set as well. And then along with the photos, obviously um, some research and and interviews needed to get done to kind of learn about more like learn about some of the history of the players and and that was kind of like part of another part of another another one of your tasks right to to reach out to either the the player or the player's family to learn about them and and you basically put those uh put that information into writing the card backs uh correct yeah yeah so i i wrote the card backs for all the cards um and uh yeah everything was vetted through the the players and their families they provided information. I also um, gathered a lot of the information from online sources. So the the players and their families were a huge part of the process, and and you know giving us the the approval in in what's going to be included and and what they wanted to be said on the back of uh, the hockey card. So um, that was pretty cool. Um, that was something I never done before. Like I I created my website and um, being trying to be meticulous about what. In the, what is included on on a back of a hockey card that sums up a career because um as we were saying earlier like none of these players have ever had an nhl card before so trying to 
is what goes on uh, on the back of a card when a player has had so many accomplishments over their careers. You know, they may have appeared in the NHL for a short period of time and have only played a handful of games, but all of these players are very accomplished hockey, hockey players in their careers and also like accomplished outside of the game of hockey. So trying to think about what, what, um, should be included in, you know, what's important for people to know because there's a lot of stories that are behind each player. Yeah, exactly. And you only have so many words. Uh, There's only so much space on the back of a hockey card because there's a photo on the back and there's stats as well. And um, so it's almost like, I guess you could say almost like writing a tweet, like you only have uh, so many characters or something like that, eh? Yeah, exactly. So you got to be um, considerate of all the space that's being used in the back, the biographical information, the stats the information that's shared about the players and, you know, that space is um, it's very important because you want people to hear those stories. You want them to know how impactful the players were to the game of hockey um, and, and also the, the, the indigenous community. So I was like so much thought goes into that and having the players um, as a part of that was, I think was really important. And another aspect to just all this coming together was um, you bringing on uh, Jacob Alexis uh, in, into the mix. Are you kind of recommending him into the mix for for becoming a designer? And, uh, you know, Jacob was involved with doing some design work with the Calgary Hitmen. And I think just not too long ago, I saw him make a post about some work that he did with the Calgary Flames. So just kind of... Um, tell me about why did you, uh, why did you, and I know that Jacob, you and, um, Jacob have a, uh, connection that goes back to playing basketball together. Uh, so like, um, just tell me about like, you know, bringing Jacob onto the project and, you know, and why, why, why he was a good fit and then what was his role? Yeah. So like you said, Jacob and I go way back. I've known him over 20 years. He was one of the first people I met when I moved to Edmonton from my community, uh, and we connected to the game of basketball and uh, like the whole time I knew he was, um, he was an artist. He was like very much into the arts. I, I know like he's very talented. Obviously you, you mentioned that he's done work at the Calgary Hitman, also recently the Calgary flames. He has his own clothing line uh, and apparel company that he runs and, and designs for. He's, he's, you know, done multiple des- uh, multimedia designs for uh, different communities and organizations around Edmonton. And uh, I, I, I've seen all his work. Like he, he's designed our, our jerseys for our basketball teams. Like he designed our team logo, uh, and it's all been amazing work. So, and I know like what he does is it's reflective of who he is as a person. Like and like how deeply embedded like his culture is in his life because that comes out in the work that he does. So I, I just knew like he would be. I knew he would be perfect for um the being the designer of the hockey cards because i knew that would come out in in uh, in what was being done and i i knew that our communities would be appropriately represented in in the work that he's done and it was just amazing and um the the logo the overall card design was just so well done it was it was perfect yeah and jacob had a history of of being a hockey fan and uh playing hockey too so Obviously, when you know you get to work on something that you love, like as in in your case too, like uh, you know you've loved loved hockey cards for years now, and then when you get to 
when you get to, you know, put some time and effort into it, like, would you say now looking back and, you know, with the cards being out now for a couple months, like, obviously it was hard work at the time, but like, I'm, I'm sure you had, had a great time doing it too, because of, of what it all meant. Yeah. I mean, looking back and it, there was definitely a lot of work and, and time that went into it, a lot of energy. Um, and you know, it was totally all worth it. Like I remember, um, trying to find time to like get the, get the research done for the hockey cards and, and being up so late at night, um, trying to, trying to get them together and stuff. And, um, because I, like, I have a busy life. Like I, you know, I work, I work full time. I have a family at home. I have three small kids. And, um, when I'm at home, like all my time goes to, goes to, to them until like they go to bed. And then that's when I can do my hobby stuff is, is after they go to bed. And, um, and all the, all my hockey card stuff is done late at night and being able to find that time to do the research and, you know, and get this done. Like, uh, there was definitely some late nights, um, in doing the research, like reading. Um, and just for example, like with my website, like I've written bios for every single player. Like I probably put two to three hours into each of the bios that I put together for those players. And that's probably, accurate maybe a little bit more for um for the card backs and you know it, it's all worth it because um i think the work like the, the work that has been done on the part of everyone who is involved in this is it's all worth it because this is a generational project it's um something that people are going to be looking at and um reflecting on for years uh that the players were so gracious and grateful um and and very humble in in the way they um they they approached this all when when the cards were released um received so many wonderful message messages from the players and the families of how happy they are and the way they're they're being represented or their family members are being represented and you know that that's important because that's who you're doing the work for like along with the community you're doing the work for the players and their families and um i i'm ex extremely grateful that i get to be a part of this because it's uh, like it's changed my life and um you know i love hockey cards and it's also like really changed the way i look at hockey cards even more because of like you you see the impact that the hockey cards have like they're they um you know they're they're the way I started it was for fun. It was it's a hobby, but you know, it's it's grown into a passion and it's something like I appreciate very much because like um I think it's it shaped me from from the time I was young and being able to see like a lot of indigenous players on on uh on the front of a hockey card. Like, you know, that gives you a lot of like perspective on things. It's it's also gives you a lot of like uh, hope and um, trying to chase your dreams, whatever they are. And, you know, hearing about like um, similar things that players have gone through life experiences, um, you know, that, that really um, uh, changes your perspective on life and, you know, gives you a lot of hope for things that you want to do as well. Yeah. So with, with the cards now being out for a couple months and you've, you've kind of been able to just sit back and kind of take it all in, uh, like where are you at now? Like, um, you know, have you, you know, you said you, you've reached, you've been, you know, some of the players have reached out to you and, and, you know, uh, you know, just kind of, uh, 
sh- shared their thoughts and and that sort of thing but like um have you have the cards kind of come up in any interesting aspects or different places or like seeing you know like whether it's through social media see, like seeing someone holding the cards like really you know in a in a remote location or anything like that is there anything neat that kind of sticks out to you of, of where these cards have gone um i i think like the 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 coolest thing is uh about the communities that they've been going to through hockey youth hockey tournaments um and and seeing them um being given out to the kids there um that has really stood out to me as well and like just recently um some of my coworkers went to uh they went to a youth conference uh as part of work and they were you know they were setting up a uh a booth there and they they met Jason Simon and and Jason was there handing out the hockey cards and you know interacting with the kids through the hockey cards and um and even gave some of my coworkers some of the like the uh the the blown up versions of of the hockey cards and signed them for them so that has been really cool for me because it's like reaching into other aspects of my life including work and creating a lot of really awesome conversations that's great and also i guess there was only like a limited amount of sets created and and basically the set is uh eight cards with a checklist and it comes in in its own uh packaging like a kind of clear plastic packaging so that's a full set um mm-hmm. do you know how many were produced cuz you mentioned the the hockey tournaments like um upper deck kind of I think with your help and maybe uh, with like reaching out to hockey tournaments to, to pass these cards out for free. Um, This was all passed out for free. Uh, And then there's a Winnipeg connection here as well. First row collectibles on main street here in Winnipeg was, I believe the exclusive um, kind of uh, distributor for for the packs of cards. Um, So do you know roughly like how many packs are, are out there right now? And, and you know, I guess as far as uh, upcoming availability, do you do you know anything on that front? Yeah, um, Upper Deck has stated that there's ten thousand sets that have been produced. Um, and as far as like upcoming availability goes, um, they would probably be through hockey camps. Um, and I would I would check the Upper Deck website because they keep updating it, and they've they've added several locations for release since the the cards have been released uh, in January. Okay. Yeah. I like I've, you know, Curtis uh, from first row has turned into a bit of a rock star there. He was on TV a few times with uh, uh, being, you know, uh, one, I guess the only uh, uh, kind of collectible store uh, distributor and a uh, great story there with him uh, mailing out packs and, and doing, doing the best he could to, uh, to get those uh cards into the hands of people who couldn't get to Winnipeg. Um you you mentioned um your website. So like maybe maybe let's get into that just for a few minutes. Um you know where where can people find uh info or information about your set and and uh and what 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 can they find? Uh are are you not uh, I mean the your collection and and what can they find on your website? Yeah, so my website is um it's through Wix free sites. Um, if you just Google indigenous rookie cards, it'll take you right to my website. Um, I don't have a, um, a URL for it anymore. Um, I think it's like uh, name cardinal.wix free sites or something like that, but just Google indigenous rookie cards and you'll find it. So on my webpage is um, 
there's what I have on there. It's I have a um, really it's for me it's a, like a a history or like a curation of the history of Indigenous hockey players in the NHL uh, through hockey cards. So. I have photos of every single hockey card that's in my collection and my collection goes from the 19 goes from 1933 all the way up to the present date. So I have it all organized by era. Um, and if you click, click on each of those eras, um, you'll find photos of the hockey cards. And then when you click on the hockey cards, um, it'll take you to, a, um, to a, a, a link that includes the a bigger photo of the hockey card and a bio. So I've written a bio for every single player. Um, and you can read read the bio for every player on my website. And uh, as well, I have some of my um, my smaller player collections in, included on there. Some of the articles that uh, my hockey card collection has been featured on, some videos as well. Um, so um, if you want to check it out, I'd be really appreciative of that. Yeah, and then also on social media, like you're you're fairly active on Twitter and Instagram, and and you have your YouTube channel as well. Like, I'm not sure if you've posted anything on there lately, but I know I I've seen you kind of go through some of your collection on there and and some uh, pack openings and and that sort of thing. Yeah, so I'm I'm probably most active on Instagram um, as well. I um, my I mean I'm active. Uh, probably post similar things on my Twitter page. Um, and I do have a Facebook page as well. And like everything from my Instagram is linked to my Facebook page. So as soon as something goes up on my Facebook, it'll, uh, sorry, on my Instagram, it'll automatically go to my Facebook page, but you're right. I haven't posted anything on my YouTube page since probably last summer. Um, I, I just got a little burnt out from making uh, YouTube videos and uh, I haven't done anything for quite some time, but I, I am planning on, on doing something on that platform again. And you're, you're, we'll, we'll, we'll include these in the, in the description of the, of the show, but what are your actual handles for, for, um, can you yep, cite those offhand? Yep. Yeah. On Instagram, I'm at indigenous rookie cards on Twitter. I'm at indig cards. And on Facebook, uh, just Indigenous Rookie Cards is my page. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit, but are you able to tell the story about the Instagram Live? Uh, um, which Instagram Live? The the one with Ken Reed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Because yeah. Ken Ken Reed, was a he was a guest on our show, I guess, two years ago now. During, during COVID, we had Ken Reed on, and we talked about hockey cards with Ken. So can you kind of go through... What happened there? Uh, you know, how did that came to be, and and you know, what was the outcome of that uh, Instagram live? Yeah. And, oh, I'm glad to hear Ken was a guest on this show. He's yeah, he's an awesome guy. Um, yeah. So Ken and I had connected over social media because obviously, like, he has a huge love for hockey. He has a huge love for hockey cards. He's written several books about hockey cards. Um, and, um, we were just kind of messaging back and forth on, on Instagram. And he, he asked me if I wanted to do an Instagram live with him. And this was in the summer of 2020. So he and I had a conversation for about half an hour. Uh, it's posted on his Instagram page if you want to have a look for it, but it was really cool to be able to talk to him. And like, obviously like to like a hockey card collector, like me, he's like a huge celebrity. You see him on Sportsnet. Um, he's an author. Uh, really cool guy. So I was like, I couldn't believe I was doing this like Instagram live with him. 
But during our conversation, it, um, we were talking about my collection and I mentioned that there were several players in my collection that didn't have an NHL card. And, you know, I, um, I, I think I should give some explanation for that and why that, why that happened historically. So um, a lot of times there were, um, there were players were pre-selected for, for the set as well. Um, there was oftentimes when, when players were at the rink, but the, hockey card company was not. Um, so they missed out on being in, in any of the hockey card sets and uh, they never did get a hockey card, but we were talking about that. And um, after the, after the Instagram live, I, I received a direct message in my inbox and it was someone from upper deck. He was from Chris Carlin who worked for upper deck at the time. And he approached me with the idea and he, he said, I was just listening to the Instagram live. I didn't know there were players who, um, who didn't have hockey cards made. And I have an idea that uh, I want you to be a part of it. And he brought forward the idea of, of creating this set uh, for uh, indigenous players who never had ho- uh, rookie cards made before. And, and uh, yeah, obviously I said, yes, right away. I wanted to be a part of it. And yeah, the rest is history. That was pretty, it was a pretty awesome uh, experience being on that Instagram live with Ken and then receiving that, uh, that message from Chris. Yeah, that's a great story. And so that was like, you said the summer of 2020. Uh, and then I remember you contacted me, I guess it would have been the spring of 2022, uh, just kind of telling me briefly about the idea. And then I kind of got connected with you and upper deck. And I got to mention, uh, avid listener of the show, Carter Hankey, uh, my friend uh, and and teammate on Caress of Steel, we actually shot the promo for the Upper Deck First People's Rookie Cards at his house with Jamie Leach and Jackson Leach. Um, that promo was never released, but I used some of the footage in the in the uh, APTN feature uh, that you can you can watch on on YouTube and Facebook. Um, but yeah, a neat, a neat little connection with uh, a, a a couple little hockey. Um, uh, connections and and some worlds kind of connecting and uh like i said like i remember getting that phone call from you last spring i was at co-op <laughs> getting groceries <laughs> and then you kind of shared the news with me i'm like oh my god like this is such a great story and so glad it's kind of uh, come to be and and how you mentioned too i guess like <clears throat> i guess this the overall collection would be growing because there's new players uh every year right with new 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 cards getting released and uh, and, uh, and basically you, you got to add a player or two probably every, every year to your collection, correct? Yeah, for sure. Like, um, most recently, uh, Garrett Pilon and, um, and Connor Dewar, um, from the most recent upper deck, co- um, releases, I think it was last year, um, they were added to my collection as well. And uh, I know there's some players coming up to junior, um, who I'm keeping an eye on and, and hoping they'll be in the NHL very soon. Yeah. And honestly, this experience with you has kind of reignited my hockey card uh, passion. And I just bought a box from Curtis uh, last week of the Upper Deck um, Series 1. Uh, and then so I've already got, I'm like a couple cards away from a full set there. And I've got my Connor Dewar signed card. Uh, and then I got my Trevor Car- Trevor Kidd uh 91 upper deck card signed uh because i just met him the other day and yeah i gotta say like there's something special about hockey cards and uh, especially you know attached to, to something like this where it not only is it um 
the nostalgia of hockey cards, but there's such an important message. Uh, and, and, you know, um, you know, like, like you said in the piece as well, like this, this, this set is kind of, um, this goes towards the, the ones who were forgotten, you know, and, and they, mm. they won't be forgotten anymore now because they're being recognized and, and the work, um, you know, will, will continue to do that. So, um, you know, just kind of what one last kind of, I guess, big picture question, but like, did you imagine hockey cards would have kind of got you to where you are today? Like, you know, doing this type of thing with obviously one of the biggest hockey card companies in the world and, and, and doing such important work. Honestly, no. Um, I never, ever thought like collecting hockey cards would, would um, have this kind of impact on my life. Like obviously like hockey cards bring me, you know, a lot of positivity for a lot of reasons. They bring me joy. And just like you said, there's a lot of nostalgia and hockey cards and like thinking back to those days when you first started collecting and the reasons why you collect and those feelings, like those really good feelings that hockey cards give you. And like, there was never a bad card in, in, in a pack uh, when you were a kid and, you know, everything about it was so good and just really like connects you to the game. It, it does a lot for you. Like, I learned a lot about like um, uh, geography from reading the the players' information on where they were born. I learned about like um, statistics. I was learning about records that were held in the NHL. I was, you know, reading up on all these different players and finding out information about them because like in those days, it's not it's not like today. You can just go on Google and you know hop hop on one of these like. Um, uh, hockey resource websites and and find all this information like we relied on those hockey cards to to tell us about who the players were um, and they told us stories about their lives and you know that really connected me to the game of hockey because that's really all I had besides watching hockey on tv because I never played but um, that that's what hockey that's what I thought hockey cards were doing for me uh, I never thought that it would it would open up these kinds of doors for me and um obviously putting my collection together of in, indigenous players has been really um, special and impactful in my life for a lot of different reasons. One, I'm indigenous myself. I'm, I'm Cree. Um, but uh, it, it, it is like, it's, it, you know, honestly like created something more for me that I never ever dreamed of. And I'm, I'm really grateful for all the experiences. I'm, I'm thankful for this set of hockey cards. I'm, I'm thankful like that, you know, someone thought enough of me from like, like you said, the like one of the biggest sports cards companies in the world that they wanted to include me on being uh, a part of something so impactful. So, I mean, I, I have so much to be thankful for and it's, it's because of a, like a, a hobby, like, like collecting hockey cards. And, you know, some people say it's for, for kids and, you know, it is, it is for kids, but it's, it's also for adults too, because like, um it it gives it honestly like gives you so much joy in, in your life that when you find something that you really connect to whether it's collecting hockey cards or or doing something else like people have many hobbies but that's where you find your your time to like decompress and you know um find a little bit of balance in your life and, and really appreciate uh the things that you love doing yeah there's nothing better than opening up a pack of cards and seeing who's going to be in there and that sort of thing. Uh, what one last thing that we we ask uh, all of our guests, but uh, we 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 usually we get a like a song request. So mm-hmm. um, usually usually our motivation for the song is like what's what's your favorite hockey song, 
you know, like what's, what's a song that, you know, maybe thinks of make you think of like being at a game, watching it, or, or if it's a game that kind of, kind of gets you in the mode, in the mood for hockey, do you, do you have a, a song request for the show? Oh, it's gotta be Stompin' Tom. Oh, that's, perfect. Uh, that's the only one. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> right on. Well, Stompin' Tom Connors here with, uh, thanks again, name Cardinal. And, uh, like he mentioned, uh, indigenous rookie cards, uh, just Google that and, uh, his website will show up and, and, uh, you know, make sure you check him out on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, yeah, great work name. It's been a pleasure uh, talking hockey with you and obviously talking hockey cards with you for the past year and a bit. Uh, thank you so much for joining us name. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And honestly, like if you find me on social media, please just feel free to reach out to me and ask questions or say hello. I appreciate that all the time. Right on. Thank you. Hey, thanks Randy. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump, and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Second period. Dance with skates of flash, the home team trails behind. But they grab the puck and go bursting up, and they're down across the line. They storm the trees like bumblebees, they travel like a burning flame. We see them slide the puck inside, it's a 1 1 hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name, and the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Where hockey players face off down the rink And the Stanley Cup is all filled up For the champs who win the drink Now the final flick of the hockey stick And the one gigantic scream The puck is in, the Canadians win The good old hockey game Oh, hockey game Is the best game you can name And the best game you can name Is the good old hockey game Oh, the good old hockey game game you can name and the best game you can name is the good old hockey game oh the good old hockey game is the best game you can name and the best game you can name is the good old hockey game all right so that was stomping tom with the hockey song Thanks again to Name Cardinal for joining me this week on the show. Uh, Name's been doing great things with hockey cards uh, for years. Again, uh, if you missed it in the interview, make sure you go check them out on uh, social media, Indigenous Rookie Cards, uh, I believe on Instagram. We'll put all the links in on the Talkin' Hockey Instagram over the next couple days. But uh, yeah, Name's been doing great things, and that was a connection that I made with... Uh, with name, I guess like uh, about a year and a half ago, we've been kind of sitting on, uh, sitting on this story, and with this, with the cards finally just coming out, uh, 
on January 21st, Hockey Day in Canada. It's been great to see all those hockey cards kind of get spread around and, and shared and and uh, yeah, great things to come uh, moving forward as well. And actually, uh, how we also mentioned uh, another Winnipeg connection, First Row Collectibles, Curtis and Matt uh, were one of the exclusive dis- distributors of the set of cards. Uh, thanks again. Uh, you know, I was able to connect with Curtis and Matt a few times going into their shop, talking hockey cards, talking about the Upper Deck First People's Rookie Card set. And uh, and yeah, great great people. Make sure you head up Main Street and go pay them a visit one of these days. Um, yeah, moving up. We're almost uh, out of time here. Uh, big game, big game in Winnipeg tonight. Winnipeg is playing San Jose. Uh, the Jets basically could be uh, masters of their their own playoff uh, fate with a with a win and also. Uh, Nashville and Calgary are facing each other, so I think the uh, the perfect scenario would be a Jets win, whether it's in regulation or overtime doesn't really matter as long as they get the two points because San Jose is more so in the uh, Connor Bedard watch. Um, but I think if if the Jets get two points and Nashville gets a clean win uh, without Calgary getting any points this evening, then I th- I believe that's kind of the best bet. Uh, for the Jets, uh, and then they move into Man- uh, Minnesota tomorrow for a big game against the Wild, and then uh, they finish the season against the Avs. And uh, the Avs were down two last night against Anaheim and came back and won in uh, in overtime five four. McKinnon with uh, with the game winning goal. Him and Rantanen uh, kind of just look unstoppable right now. Makar is out. Landeskog is still out. Um, I think he's likely out until the playoffs. But uh, you just can't discount the uh, Colorado Avalanche. It looks like they are they could be on their way to clinching the Central, but there's still a few games to go. But uh, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, talking hockey, co-host Randy filling in for for the for the week. But uh, you know, Tommy uh, was out on the road. He'll be back soon. Uh, great to talk hockey with everyone. Uh, I wanted to just go out on this one final note. Way back in the day, Winnipeg Arena at the intermissions, Benny would skate around uh, and throw the football around to this song, Benny and the Jets by Elton John. Keep your stick on the ice, folks. Have a good one.